Hello, welcome to Tracks, I'm Tim. And I'm Harry. And this is episode number 70 of Brighton's premier music podcast. What have we got coming up, Harry? Uh, coming up, we are going back to school. A little bit, yeah. It's, uh, for us, the last week of term. We're about to break up for our summer holiday. And I'll tell you what, we're bloody excited. We're reminiscing about the old days. We are indeed. We're talking about nice summer things. Summer things. We all love a summer thing. Summer flings. <laughs> oh, and summer mings. <laughs> a bit of a summer ding. <laughs> and... No, no, no. <laughs> Some more summer things. You can just put any letter on top of that. Blings. Blings. Uh, yeah, run out again. Don't make me do this one more time. It's too much, Harry. The point is, uh, this is just a really fun episode. We get to play whatever we want. We do whatever we want. We do whatever we want. <laughs> we lost the plot a little He's bit. He's off on one. Yeah. Um, but... We've had a lovely old time in Harry's living room recording a great episode, so I'm so glad you've come join us for it, and please enjoy. For the last time of this, our second summer term, Harry, where are we going to see them? We're going to see them on the summer fling side. (laughs) (laughs) Shall we begin? You alright, mate? Hello there, Tim. How's it going? It's, uh, yeah, it's great. Thank you. How are you? I'm very good, thanks. I'm very comfortable here in your lounge. We're in my lounge. It's the most probably... Have we ever done one in my lounge? No. No. Um, debut in the lounge. It's a new lounge. Nice new colours, new sofas. Uh, maybe we'll get something up on the uh, Instagram <laughs> for yeah. once. Um what a comfortable place to be. Yeah. Too too comfortable. I'm reclined. I've I mean I've shuffled around about a hundred seating positions right now because I was getting too comfy and that not comfy enough. I didn't really know what was going on. But we've got relaxed lighting. We've got about fifty shades of grey surrounding <laughs> us. Uh, it's beautiful. Well said. Um I'm enjoying myself. Yes, it's absolutely gorgeous here, I have to say. Yeah, I'm just a bit worried that we're both going to fall asleep. Everything, we've got like mood lighting, full on mood lighting going as well. Yeah, it's a really nice mood. I'm so happy, Tim. You were beside (laughs) yourself when I first arrived here. You were singing, you were doing little dances. Like There was something just filling you so much with joy that you hadn't had to go out tonight to do the podcast. I mean, I just sense such happiness in your little body. As much as I absolutely love recording, sometimes when we finish at 12 slash half 12 slash nearly one sometimes and I have to get a bus or a taxi back it's not the most enjoyable thing ever no I mean whose fault is that Mr London shut up um but here yeah go. I, I just have to walk upstairs yeah I'm gonna keep you up all night long <laughs> with my kebab breath uh, but yes. that's another story yeah. for another time but how's your week been it's been Really cool, really good since the last kind of... <laughs> really cool. Really cool. I'm really cool. It's been really good. Um, there's been a number of things, actually. So we'll we'll kick off with the least relevant and just say the Premier League started again. 
And that was amazing to get back watching that. I've I've had a very lovely weekend watching football twenty four seven for three it? days. So I feel like I've already won the league, so yeah, but good. less of that. <laughs> um, yeah, last Thursday I think at my work we had a party. So we had uh, Wave has been open for how many years now? It's his birthday. It's his it's it's its birthday. You should know how many years. Uh, it's many years. Gives the number. It's many. Oh my god. Um, Sack him. Shut up. <laughs> and there was like a, we had a rooftop kind of bar in London somewhere. Free drinks. I did the playlist nice. uh, as the music person. Um, and that went down well. Did it? Yeah. Did you I'll any, show you that at some point. Did you have any particularly big hits on the place? Did you have any clangers? There was one time. So when I got there, I put the playlist on and I forgot that I'd queued some stuff. And I'd queued like a few hours earlier, Tyler's album. Yeah. And one of them came on and it wasn't bad. I was just like, this isn't part of it. This isn't. Yeah. And I was going mental. And one of them was like, no, I really like this. It's like, yeah, but it's not part of it. Yeah, that's, really, um, that's how it works. But there was lots of 90s stuff, uh, some old school hip hop and that. But it was it, there was a lot of uh, Stone Roses and The Cure and things like that going on. And nice. Yeah, it went down really well. Uh, got absolutely hammered. Um, free drink. Just really got a bit ridiculous. Stayed on a sofa somewhere, watched people eat chicken in a lounge at like four o'clock in the morning. Bombarded me with Snapchats for <laughs> five seconds. I remember. Just trying to sleep and yeah, my head yeah. was just vibrating from you. I got um, like an email or something. I was like, who the hell is emailing me at nearly 12 o'clock at night? And then someone's like, it's four. Like, I was like, that's the worst. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, yeah, that was cool. Um, so I think that was a. Oh, and yeah, we played football yesterday, which is really cool. I'm aching. Yeah, yeah, But it was nice to get back. Not quite as much. I've got blisters going on, which is a, mm. a nice touch, a right touch. But, um, yeah. Feel, yeah. Did, I mean, us doing some exercise is a sight to behold, listeners. It, <laughs> it doesn't happen. It really doesn't happen. So No. It I was, was out in a field, running around. Harry taking like his trousers off. Sit, sit I down. did put shorts back on. <laughs> um, I just, I feel like we were doing some summery things. Yeah. Quite late on into the summer. <laughs> Which does lead on into what this episode's all about. We're, but before. We'll get there. Yeah. But um, Before, tell me what you've done with your week. What have I done with my week? Well, I've done a... I've done a, the usual kind of stuff, really. I mean, the majority of the exciting things that I could potentially mention uh, are very much based around two former guests, the Brooks Brothers. Um, I spent most of my weekend with the pair of them, and... We had a lovely old time. First of all, Friday night, we went to Shoreham. Are you familiar with Shoreham? Shoreham. Uh, yes, I do to know Shoreham. called the, the Wellington or the Duke of Wellington. Something about Wellingtons. Williams wish Wellingtons, the pub. Did it have a long garden? It did have a long garden. I think I went to my boss's birthday there. Yeah, nice. Was it so, near the car garage? It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was it. down there. It was like, you sort of get a little bit out of Shoreham where you think, I'm in an industrial estate now. Yeah. And then there's just like a little pub on the corner. That's but, um, yeah, I went there on Friday to see a band called Dirty Shoes, which was very funny. Like, yeah. um, they did loads of like Guns N' Roses and stuff like that covers. And I'll tell you what, 
Former guest Dan Brooks was having the time. I was going to say that sounds life. right up his street. He loved it to the point where he um, put a Facebook status up like the next day, saying, uh, "Just seen Dirty Shoes for the first time in my life. I now know what my calling is." Like he just loved it. He wanted to get up and play with them, but they wouldn't let him. But it did was, he ask? Yeah, I think Ben asked for him. But it was so funny. I've never seen someone love something so much. Something quite bad. Like the the vocals at the time felt like they were all right, but I filmed a little bit of it and then I watched it the next day. I was like, wow, that was really out of tune. Incredibly so. Yeah, I mean, on a phone it would always sound worse, but it would sound true. Um, but, yeah. yeah, so that was a really interesting night. And then fast forward to Sunday night, uh, I went to like a family barbecue around the Brookses, which again, had like a beautiful musical ending because as you know, Harry, Dan is probably the best guitarist any of us have ever met to the point where you can just say, "Uh, do you know this song? And he'll be like, no, I don't really know it. Then you'll just hum like the first five seconds of it and he just plays the entire thing, note perfect. And it's like, (laughs) how did you do that? He's like an encyclopedia of music and just an incredible talent. But um, yeah, they're like family barbecue descended into a massive sing-along which was so much fun. And oh, we, you did Snapchat some, didn't you? I do, yeah. I do remember seeing some so, of that. And we had all the proper classics. We had, you know, the Smiths, we had Oasis, we had Arts and Monkeys, like proper indie, amazing sing-along Stone Roses. It was absolutely brilliant, like the perfect way uh, to finish my weekend. And um, I'm just going to shout out on the podcast, just a little bit of a public shaming. We were having a lovely old time, great night. And then a certain Ben Brooks decided that he was going to leave his friends and family to go home and play <laughs> Minecraft. So <laughs> just shout him out. What a nerd. Did he just get up and go? Was no. It that? The, the funny thing was he's got like a Minecraft friend who I don't know who it is. I'm not sure I'm allowed to know who it is. Um, but like he was meant to go and play Minecraft with him on Saturday night and then didn't. And his friend was a bit annoyed at him. And then he was meant to go on Sunday night and he was getting ag from his Minecraft friend. Like we've got castles to build ben <laughs> how old is ben ben is 26 years old okay yeah not six, not six years old <laughs> 26 years old um uh, so yeah i'm gonna leave that there but a lovely weekend shouts to the brookses and we're gonna go straight into our musical highlights of the week do you have one harry i do um so in the last kind of month or so a band has been kind of drip feeding some singles from an up-and-coming album. Um, the band is The Horrors. The Horrors. With some... Uh, that you, I think uh, if you follow kind of new music coming out, you would have seen at some point something to do with The Horrors because their artwork is, um, for these releases, is interesting to say the least. It's like a weird plasticky head revolving head yeah and it's like uh especially for this single i'm going to talk about it's uh it looks like oh have you seen um the simpsons episode where homer i think sits on a suite and uh it like gets stuck to his bum and he something oh no and then he has to you know <laughs> no the suite gets stuck to a woman's bum and he goes to peel it off i have seen that yeah right was, it looks like that I head gonna, i was gonna say where are you going with this like, <laughs> a sweet grows out, grows out of homer's bum it looks like that kind of jelly sweet person and uh like a melted face kind of thing it's funny because i saw this uh, totally off topic and i'm sorry to interrupt you but i did see this meme thing the other day which very much reminded me of us 
and I'm going to show it to you right now. Okay. Off mic and see what the listeners think. Right, shall I read it out? Yeah, read it. How to make friends as an adult. Keep making Simpsons references until one of you accidentally admits you're depressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Welcome we admitted to, to that a long time ago, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm... So, the single is Something to Remember Me By. It's one of, I believe, two singles that we've had recently, both with some pretty funky imagery. Uh, the last one was Machine. Uh, have you heard these new tracks? I have, yeah. I've um, been paying special interest because I'm going to see them quite soon. So I'm really... I mean, I'm a big fan of the horrors anyway. Um, not necessarily so much the first album, but from Primary Colours onwards, yeah. I've been hugely into them. Um, and they're one of those bands that has really evolved, so... Well, this is, the, this is kind of my point, and this is why I want to talk about them as a highlight. Because um, when Strange House was out, wasn't a big fan of them. Didn't really know anything about them, to be fair. Um, I believe I had primary colours on my iPod, like, when I was at college. And it would be one of them ones that I would... I think pro- I've probably heard a couple of tracks from it, but I would always ignore it. Um, I don't even know why it was on there, to be honest. <laughs> I wasn't giving it my time. I think that's the kind of period that I went to see them at that first festival that I talked about recently. Underage. Um, yes. And they were quite grungy looking and just a bit... They weren't my cup of tea, let's say. They looked um, like um, characters from The Nightmare Before Christmas around that time. Yes, just yes, like, they did. All long and thin and scary. Yeah, I mean, still very long and thin. Uh, less scary, but... Uh, and then Skying came, and Jack, my brother, introduced me to this. And I remember it just kind of really capturing me. Mm. And that was something that I absolutely loved. Um and I've just kind of sensed this growth every time they release something. I haven't heard much of Higher. Higher was great. Was it? Yeah, really good. If you like Skying, then you'll like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it similar kind of thing? Again, or? you know, as I'm sure you're going to get onto with the new stuff, like mm. um, they've moved from really quite sort of dark, moody, not quite emo, but that kind of yeah. end of the spectrum to what has become quite sort of bright and interesting electronic music. And I think like each album has been like a step on that path. But I, yeah. think, I think those two are probably the most similar pieces of work that they've put out. Well, Luminous I heard a little bit of, but um, with, with this new stuff, it just seems really, really interesting. Really kind of, like you say, electronic, upbeat, 80s kind of references... Um, just interesting enough for me to kind of jump back on to that, excuse the pun, but bandwagon, um, which I am quite excited to do because I, there are so many times that I've kind of lost interest in, lost interest in bands and musicians and stuff. And there's been no real like clawback. It's, it's a bit like uh, Jake Bug, who's released a new song recently that we won't talk about. Um, that's not to really. But first album, loved it so much. Knew every song, could play every song off by heart. Just absolutely loved it. Second one came out, it's like, eh. Third, it's like, I'm fully gone. Like, I am no longer a fan of J-Bug, I'm afraid. I think what's what's in, what's an interesting comparison there is, like, uh, you know, when you watch, like, it sort of happens with TV series or movies or whatever it is, uh, they make the sequel or the second series, and you feel like, 
you have you had no idea this was going to happen when you made the first one and you've just sort of nailed something onto the yeah, back yeah. and it's all a bit confused and the progression doesn't work uh what the horrors feel like is uh you know a tv show going into the fifth series and they still know exactly where the final destination is it's like exactly there's it's real... like really good tv shows yeah the ones that you know had great ends maybe maybe dropped off a little like I'm thinking Breaking Bad. Yeah. Had some episodes. It was like, what are you really doing? Yeah. yeah. They had their off days, but it was all going to one place and it yeah. there was a finite number. Whereas Jake Buggy's Twin Peaks second series crashing into a wall and being <laughs> just like, what the hell am I watching right now? <laughs> um, yeah, I can say it better, really. Um, no, do you know what? Jake Buggy is just, uh, for me, Dexter. Hey, or, now you didn't go far enough into Dexter, that's why. No. It, do you know what it is? That Doctor show. What was that? Doctor Who. No. That's, yeah, that's what Doc Martin. Like. No, the one where he just like, <laughs> every episode, people are screaming it out. People already, he was like, he had a wonky leg or something. Um, Inspector Morse? No, it's, it's American. <laughs> and it had a British actor. And uh, he would, basically, a, a weird little thing would happen with somebody, a like Tim a Roth case one. would come in. Who? Tim Roth. I don't think that's his name. Oh, I don't know. He's a British, well-known, used to work with um, the guy from QI. Stephen Fry? Yeah, he used to be in a double act with him. Oh, I don't know, you've lost me, mate. Oh, well... I'm history at this stage. Those episodes, every <laughs> single one, it would be like, he would cause, he would. there would be a problem, he'd solve it the same kind of way. Jonathan Crick. No. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. He works with Stephen Fry. <laughs> I don't... Curie? Fry and Madam Q. <laughs> Curry. Let me look it up. So, looking like that. so I've gone off mic just to look it up. It's House, just for those people that do know it and they're going mad. Uh, yes, it is House and it is trash. Um, <laughs> loads of people will love House probably. Well, but the blankest face you've ever so, seen in your entire life. Yeah, it was just so samey every time. It's like, oh, the problem, he's going to fix it cool next episode anyway back to the horrors did you ever watch that tim roth thing where even tim roth no, but the thing i was trying to allude to he was like a body language expert and he no. would, he would just like he would work he would solve the mystery from the stupidest thing there'd be like a whole complex murder that you didn't know what happened he'd be like well that man twitched his eye twice, so I know that he did this here with this and this and this. It's like, what are you talking about? That's not how body language works. It's the most annoying program in the world. He looked to his left, so that means he's lying. Yeah, exactly. And then the people are like, oh my God, I did, I did. It's like as if you'd just give in. If it wasn't for your pesky rough. Yeah. Uh, right, so I guess there's no better thing to do at this stage than to give people a bit of the tune. So... Let's play a bit of something to remember me by, by the horrors. something to remember me by by the horrors tim you know what this means well funnily enough uh my musical highlight of the week comes from a band that i've seen on the very same bill as the horrors 
uh, I think predate them a little bit, but were very much sort of mid 2000s or whatever that first decade was called. Uh, big indie band around the time. It is, of course, the one and only The Cribs. We all remember The Cribs? The kind of just brilliantly iconic, punky, scuzzy, just amazingly rounded little three piece that came out of Wakefield in kind of the early 2000s and mm-hmm. just uh, sort of stole the scene in so many ways. Well, they're still going and they've just come back with their seventh studio album. Wow. I mean, first of all, how amazing to have made it to seven albums doing just completely what you do the whole time. Seven, seven. Seven. It is incredible. And the album is called, brilliantly, 24-7 Rockstar Shit, which I think is the best album name of the year. I'm going to say it's overtaken Tyler and taken that mantle as the best album title. Um, And I think the record itself just kind of encapsulates everything the dramas have been all about since they started, really. It's kind of... um, It's full of kind of attitude and agenda and intrigue and kind of really raw and um, just sort of noisy in so many ways, but also kind of underwritten by these brilliantly catchy songs that you just can't get out of your head no matter how much you try and escape them. It was recorded in five days, which again is absolutely incredible, uh, with Steve Albini, who... um, he produced Nirvana's uh, In Utero and is kind of credited with uh, making that really grungy sound kind of come through to record, you know. A lot of those kind of bands, and I think the Cribs have suffered from it at moments within their career, although I've kind of loved everything they've put out. Often, when you see them live, they feel really raw and really vibrant, but then sometimes a bit of that energy can get lost on record. Um, but they've gone back to Steve Albini for this and... Uh, I think he's really brought through what it just feel it feel almost feels like a live album. Um, it's got so much energy behind it. Um, lyrically, they're back doing what they do best. Think back to kind of our bovine, our bovine public, where they're kind of uh, attacking the rest of the music industry and kind of being really uh, pointed about how frustrated they feel by this kind of box that they've been put in and how the indie scene has kind of turned into something that is really inauthentic and actually all they've ever kind of chased is to be uh, true to themselves and their vision and true to what they believe this kind of music should be all about. Um, I think one of the... I, I was thinking a lot this week, often a bit like you with Tyler Creator a couple of weeks ago, I guess, uh, when you really, really love a record, you're kind of desperate to make sure you say the right thing on the podcast and I was kind of, um, I was very uh, conscious about wanting to do that. Um, and then they sent out an email to everyone who is on their mailing list, obviously, um, sort of talking about the new album. And I felt like what they said about it is kind of much, obviously, better than what I can say because they know what they're talking about. Mm. They are in the band. So I'm going to read a bit or all of the email. So the email reads as such okay so you've probably heard that we're riding high in the uk top 10 this week with an album recorded in five days with steve albini i just said that i mean tell you what they're covering my lines at this stage uh basically mainstream radio and press have largely tried to pretend this isn't happening but guess what it is 
and it's a big fuck you to all the corporate acts clogging up the airwaves. It proves what a hardcore fan base can do. So again, sincerest thanks. You know, we've been advised by loads of industry insiders not to go for lo-fi, as it wouldn't be good for our careers. But we keep hearing from you, the guys... Oh, sorry. But we kept hearing from you guys that this is what you wanted. And now we're on course for our most successful record ever, even with the decks stacked heavily against us. So basically, more bands should listen to their fans a bit more, as those are the people that understand you best. I know that it's not necessarily cool to be bothered about the charts these days, but you have to admit, making a statement like this is significant in this day and age, and it's something we can all be proud of. And then they go on to say, so if you haven't bought the record, please buy it before Friday, which obviously this won't be out before Friday. Um, so no chance for you listening at home to do it if you haven't already. But I think, basically, it's what they're all about. They're fighting against the things they don't believe in. They're standing up for what the Jarmans are all about, and they're just making really fantastic fantastic music the song i want to play is the second single from it which is called what have you done for me um and it starts with just the kind of most perfectly cribsy lyrics which i've been kind of just blurting out all week where he goes what did i do for this town nothing i just built it and it's like it's so full of attitude and kind of a bit of resentment but also humor as well and it yeah, it just sums them up, and they're, they're just such a great band, and it's so exciting to have them back. I feel like um, when the Cribs aren't around, there's a real void needed for a properly uh, grassroots, exciting, punky band that we just don't have, and that's so good to have one back. So I'd really just love to play this song, and I'd love to promote their album. Um, yeah, as I say, if you haven't already listened to the album, you won't be able to get them to number one this week their release week but you might get there eventually so do go and buy it here we go this is what have you done for me by the cribs what did i do for the town nothing i just built was the cribs from their new album 24 7 rock star shit anything to say about that before we move on harry uh very good um i guess my main takeaway is especially if somebody who doesn't know the cribs may listen to it and be like oh well this is you know bad or this is uh poorly i mean with a an ear with these things especially someone who has music thrown at them all day you know you can hear that vocals are slightly you know not mixed particularly well there's a brilliant moment in that song where the vocals almost completely drop out yeah. it's like when one of us has gone to get a beer but we're still trying to record a podcast <laughs> so, yeah, he's exactly. just singing the song and he's just gone a little bit but I love <laughs> I love all that I just think like the imperfection of it yeah I think it that's exactly what it is it, they, it gives character to the album yeah and that's what they you know their careers are through their character more than just their music yeah it's all these things that come together yeah they're a whole package they're a whole image they're a whole um 
But they do like to smash up guitars, and I'm never a fan of bands that do that. Although, I will send you a... Not a fan at all. I will send you a video of them... Piecing them back together. (laughs) (laughs) Like a little jigsaw. (laughs) No, uh, it's um, like a little sort of mini documentary. I think actually someone sent this to you recently. Um, It's when they were making the album with Johnny Marr in the belly of the brazen bull. um, And it's just kind of following them in the studio as they record it and um, Gary the bass player could not give a shit about his guitars but Ryan really likes them and uh, Ross the drummer he loves his drums as well so they do like their instruments they are music guys I'm sure they do I'm not saying they're not music guys but when somebody smashes their guitar I don't think it's cool or clever you're just smashing a sacred thing I'm not a fan I generally speaking do agree I think maybe maybe just because I couldn't afford maybe when I was like 15 or 16, the first few people I saw smash a guitar, it was quite thrilling to me. And then afterwards, it was like, yeah, stop it. Whereas when I see Max Band throwing them in the air to catch them, it's like, ah, good, you bit of guitar play, but it's all safe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you want other gloves on as well? <laughs> yes. Right. Please. So that brings to an end our musical highlight of the week. <laughs> So, listeners, as you will not know at this moment in time, and I'm sorry to break this news to you in this way, uh, we have got a little summer break coming up. What are you getting up to, Harry? Uh, I've got a week off work, and I'm going to see some people, do some stuff. You're off gallivanting around the country, all over the shop, as far as I understand. Yeah. Nice. Don't ask me what I'm up to then. (laughs) Well, you're not doing anything next week, are you? No, next week I am here, but then the following two weeks, I'm off and about, I'm going to enter the road festival, I'm off to see my mummy, I'm off to up north, I'm going to Manchester, I'm going to Leeds, I'm going to York, I think, that is my plan as things stand. I'm going all over the place. Didn't know you were doing that. I am. That is what I plan to do, but basically, what that means is that uh, over the next two weeks, our episodes are going to be what we're going to call summer mixes. They're going to be very music-heavy, not normal podcasts, essentially, uh, because we're taking a little break. And what that means is that today is basically our end-of-term party. Memories of the last week of term at school, Harry, how was that for you? Memories of the last week... Sorry, say that again? Memories (laughs) of the last week of term, like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, I thought you meant like uh, last week of my school, uh, kind of career. It could be that too. Yeah, I guess still a last week. Um, last week of term was always because we we spoke earlier, well, earlier in the month a little bit about um when kids go off to school and when we used to go off school for like six weeks and used to feel like a whole year. Yes. Um, so that kind of last week was always. Like the run up to that last day was yeah always really really good. Like it, it was different in the earlier years um, to the kind of latter ones in year kind of what was it seven? You know the primary school no secondary school yeah yeah primary school was more it was more fun primary school for yeah, sure yeah definitely I mean really all hell broke loose at primary school there was 
just I mean sometimes you don't have to wear a uniform like toys are brought, getting brought in games you're just kind of knocking about a week I mean I do remember very much as a young child sitting there thinking why are we even still here yes yeah, this, this is just not that. school anymore like, <laughs> we just what is here. the point we should just be on summer holidays already there is no need nothing is there being absolutely wasn't did you have the um so in this country certainly it's kind of the common thing that on the last day of school People bring games or toys or whatever. And then what we used to do was each table had like yeah. a game or a board game and, and then rotate. you would swap around yeah. and change. Um, I never remember if I brought anything in specifically that was like, that went down well. No, I think I was too um, precious. I think uh, I was just convinced that all the other pricks would break my stuff. So I was just yeah. like, right, my stuff's staying at home and I'm going to play with all of your toys tomorrow yeah like some like you get the classic like some kid would bring in like kaplunk and i really wanted to mention that today apparently um then there was twister was always going around in the um the the kind of the back of the classroom yeah um of course it was the raunchy part of the classroom (laughs) touch my left red (laughs) bum (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) um a bit of buckaroo, maybe a bit, <laughs> a bit of, of buckaroo. operation. Operation, certainly. There was always one game that someone brought that no one really wanted to play. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> someone brings Risk. <laughs> just sitting on the floor. <laughs> on their own. Yeah. Anyone want to be Bulgaria? <laughs> no, mate. Um, yeah, and I remember like people like drawing pictures, and it was just a real chill-out sesh. I think I don't even know if people like played music or anything. I'm sure that, that yeah, kind I think, of thing no, music happened for sure. Every it was all kicking off. I remember once someone, I did I, at primary school certainly. I was very well behaved. I went to a really small primary school, so yeah, it too. was basically like impossible to get in trouble. But I do remember someone bringing in like, um, do you remember that game where you put on a hat sort of thing that was half of like Velcro? And yes. You'd have the other bit of Velcro balls, and you'd have to sort of lob it at each other's head. Yeah. I remember, like, on one of the last days of school, so I'm bringing that in, and just getting so overexcited that I was just, I was just, like, <laughs> caning these balls at someone and getting in trouble for getting too aggressive at the throwing a ball at people's heads game. But I just, it it just becomes, Very like... competitive. No, but it just becomes, you lose all your senses. You've gone into this other universe where uh, there are no rules anymore. It's the last day of school, and you... It, at that point in time, it feels like I'm not going to see these people for two years of my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but then you go out with at least four of them the next day on your bikes. Yeah. But it's like I'm I'm being sent off to Vietnam at this stage. Like, <laughs> I may or may not come back from this summer holiday. No one knows. Yeah, I mean, come year six, there were people that you were never going to see again. And there were... Yeah. I remember I had best friends that I never saw since that day. I mean, in my case, that was literally every single person yeah. I knew in the entire yeah, of world, which made my leave actually leaving primary school horrible. It was really sad. I cried. Really? Yeah, because I knew I was never going to see any of those people again. About so where five, was that? Sorry, that was, was York. That in York yeah. And then about five days later, we were moving to Brighton, and I was just like, right, goodbye, life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello, weird seaside place full of <laughs> Williamses. <laughs> Yeah, it was great though. I love it. I think I don't remember as many games in the uh, in secondary school, but I do remember kind of going on PCs a bit more and going on the computers instead of like in the science science labs always had computers. Uh, yeah, and uh, I mean the the real thing that we haven't mentioned, sports day. 
That is mm. that is really like the culmination, especially if you're a little bit sporty. That is a real. When was because uh, we used to have a thing called Interform. That was that was a bit earlier in the year. I think. Was it? I mean, I mean, that was intense. Yeah, the run up it to really Interform was. Was like oh. So explain what Interform is. So Interform, oh, I really want to know if they do it still. Um, so all the different tutors, all the forms would put together teams, football, the, team. football teams, yeah. And there would be a tournament on one day. I believe it was just one day. Yeah. Uh, and everyone would kind of play, you know, different forms, and it would just be a kind of a what's it called, a tournament tree situation. Yeah. Um, and there would be a winner at the end. Yeah. Uh, and it used to get very. I remember sitting in your form tutor in the, in the morning and like going through formations oh, and yeah. like some Always. people would. I know you did. You had. Uh, your team, I think, made shirts. Yeah, I did. It was me. Yeah. Uh, the designer started early. Um, <laughs> you had a proper logo, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we did it all. We had our little names, little numbers. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I, I don't know if we ever did that, but I do. My, my biggest or my best memory of that was uh, we had a pretty bog standard team. Like we had some boys that didn't really want to play. We had kind of me and a few others that were kind of... We loved football, but we were pretty average. And then we had maybe one player that was really good. And we just went so far. We I think we got to like the semis or something. And every time we kind of beat a team, we were like, how is this happening? And we were beating some of like the best forms. And like we got really close, I think, one game away from the final or something. Yeah. And it was just kind of one of those classic... You did so. You might not have got to the final. You might not have won it, but you did. You outdone. You outdid yourselves basically, and it was just. I remember it now. It was, it was just. It was there was amazing. so much riding on it because not only was there this huge run up, but also you knew that there was going to be a huge amount of talk about it the next day. Yeah. Like, and being me, I remember playing it, thinking, if we win this. I'm going to tell all the girls tomorrow, and it's going to be great. <laughs> They're going to know. Yeah, exactly. But it did feel like they just felt like the be-all and end-all. I remember something I did, uh, it was completely fluky. And I, to this day, I still think people think that I did it properly. But there's a player who was on like the team, the, the, the like school football team, called Joss. And he was really good. And I very accidentally did the Elastico thing around him. <laughs> I think I went to pass it with my right and then tried to just run to my left and just did this yeah. really good trick around him. And people for like weeks later were just like, hey, you skin Josh or Joss or whatever. And I was just like, yeah, I did. I totally did. It's I mean, whether like, I meant it or not, I did do it. Lovely stuff. It's almost like when I went around you yesterday. Oh, right. <laughs> and you, Quite a few times. You tried to make fun of me for trying to do a skill past a midget. Oh, yeah, because... <laughs> <laughs> you flicked it over like tried well tried to flick it over your head <laughs> the closest person was me and I was about 10 feet away <laughs> I did flick it over my head it was a good little trick <laughs> but yeah, good anyway good, what do you mean good try I did it I did everything I meant to achieve with that I wasn't trying to flick it over your head miles away was I <laughs> anyway uh, we'll get on to music basically the point is we're not we might play a bit of uh, music that reminds us of that time, the final weeks of school. But basically, this is our end of term party. We're going to play whatever we want, for whatever reason we want. And you lot are just going to have to listen to it. So yeah, that is how things are going to run this week. We and 
I'm going to ask you, Harry, take us away with your first pick. Yeah, I mean, um, funny enough, this is a little bit weird because uh, I'm usually the opposite, but I kind of didn't really prepare for this episode, Tim. <laughs> and uh, if <laughs> you listened to last, last week, yeah. <laughs> you'll know that I'm usually very, very prepared. Very, yeah. uh, very repaired. Um, so, But in the end, I sat down and I came up with like, I was just thinking of so many tracks because I guess... When you're told you can come up with anything you want. <laughs> yeah, I know. I had a massive list within about five minutes. Yeah, I was just going, for, I'll add that. Oh, yeah, I like that. I like that. So I'm, I really have to narrow them down and I'm not going to give any shout outs because I will just be here forever. But uh, one of the songs that I went to straight away and I was thinking, should I play this, should I not? But it's something that we probably won't ever play ever again. Um, there's no real reason to, but it's definitely a big tune that played probably quite a big part in our lives. I'm putting this on you as well, um, because at the time they were just kind of massive. Um, the band is the Black Eyed Peas. Interesting. We're going straight in there. Yeah, well, I'm starting with this, and there is a reason. Um, so the song that I'm going for is Where Is The Love, obviously. Um, now, I remember, because we, you know, we were going back to the kind of last day of term thing, and I remember, I thought, I'm going to treat myself. And uh, I had the CD. I think I might have had the album, actually, or the single of this. But uh, it was everyone was listening to this on the radio and stuff, and I had a CD player. He's a got a CD player, player, player. That would have been great to play. Um, and it wasn't um, that normal back then to have your own kind of portable music device oh, no man. friends of mine really did because i swear no one really gave a damn about music gave a damn um <laughs> so many so i was about to sing dear friend of mine as well <laughs> you're basically just talking in lyrics at this stage. yeah um and i remember like kind of last week of school the last day of school just popping my cd player in my pocket which wasn't easy <laughs> no, such round pockets yeah i mean I'm, I'm sure i I'd like to think we have listeners that didn't kind of go through that. I don't know how young our listeners get. We don't get told these figures, okay? Um, but CD players aren't small. Uh, we had mini discs a bit later on. They were a lot easier. But a CD player was... I mean, imagine a jean pocket. If you got it in your jean pocket, I mean, I can, I can, it would... Yeah. I mean... It would take up most of it because there's a very the obvious thing. thing that we can compare it to, which is the size of a CD, Harry. Yeah, but it was like putting a, a CD. lot bigger than that. Yeah. But imagine putting a CD in your pocket. That wouldn't go in most pockets. Yeah, you're right. So a school pocket, it would take the whole thing up. Uh, and it was also joggy as hell. <laughs> like, it wasn't a good <laughs> CD player. You'd just be walking around and eventually you'd, you'd end up looking like you had a wooden leg because you're walking with one leg straight just to stop it from jogging <laughs> and then the other one normal. And I was also weird at school because I used to... Uh, I like to think other people did things like these. But um, I used to walk really slowly to school because I was that kid that had to step on each, uh, what's it called, pavement, like... Slab. Slab. Wow. And then there were sometimes I'd walk home from school and I'd, like, I'd need to put two feet in each one. It was a very short phase of mine. Two feet on Yeah, so I'd have pavement. to, like, take a step. How and long another, did that take, take a step you? And another. Uh, quite a while. I think I was not bad enough that I would have... Like, if I missed one, then I would be, like, mental. I remember... I was just... I mean, that is... A bit weird. Yeah, that's sometimes. a bit OCD. That's weird. Like, it was. To be at, was that secondary school? No, that was, like, year six. 
when I was starting to walk home, <laughs> I starting to walk when I was 11. I do vaguely remember, like, at the beginning of primary school, like, um, it being a thing between the boys of, like, how you walked up the stairs. Like, some people would go, like, one foot on the next one, then the next one, the next one. But some people, their legs weren't quite long enough yet, so you kind of had to step on one step and then go on to the next one, then go on to the next one. It's like those... And people who did that were just like, you loser. I always two-step it, unless it's those horrible stairs that are really long. Do you know those... Like, so down there, uh, I'm pointing to my left, Tim... Uh, there's like these steps that are like three so feet long. wide. Yeah. So you like, you walk up to them, you take a few strides for the first four and then by the fifth, you're like, you're, you run out of room. So you've got to like take two steps yeah. and then you just lose all your footing. You've turned into that Mr. Bean where he puts one foot on the escalator and the other one's going away. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing the splits to try and get onto the next one. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know we were going to get into f- uh, how we go downstairs. Oh, it's one of those. Um, but yeah, that's why I'm going with this, and it's it's like a, a real <laughs> classic back to that time. I, I I don't know what year it would have been, like 2003, I'm going to say. 2000, yeah, between 2001 to 2003. Be interesting to see, actually, Tim, because I do have the information. Uh, yeah, you're right, 2003. Well done. Cheers, mate. I remember that because um, I was definitely in secondary school, and... I can't quite remember what it was in the video, but for some reason people had like a triangle drawn on the back of their hand. Yeah. Um, and previous guest Jake was um, in like, you know, when someone's got a girlfriend, but they don't really have a girlfriend at that age. They're just kind of in license only boyfriend and girlfriend. He was going out with potentially future guest Grace Langley. And they both had, like, um, triangles drawn on the back of their hand. And as they walked past each other in the corridor, they would like... Not quite fist pump, but like back of the hand pump each other. Uh, what was that, that in reference to? To the video. That was what it was in the video. Like everyone had a triangle and they I both were just that. big black eyed peas fans. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I know there was no oh, way it could have been past 2003 when we were in year Yeah. Eight. Oh, so I was to the, I was in year six then. Yeah. Which makes sense because it would have been walking to that last. Oh, gosh. So I should have known then. Yeah. Amazing. Well, there you have it. So yeah, let's uh, let's play this song, and I hope hopefully it takes quite a lot of you back. Nice, nice, nice. was Where is the Love by the Black Eyed Peas. Tim, first pick, what are you going to do? So for my first pick, I'm going to embrace the madness of the last week of term by playing something that really isn't generally within kind of my musical lexicon and I suppose uh, the kind of stuff we generally play on the podcast. I'm going to go quite pop. I'm going to go quite electro. I'm going to go quite 80s. But also we have a song that's pretty much brand new. Um... I've played a few things previously on the podcast. I'm thinking kind of when I played Taylor Swift or you played the wrong version and I'm still uh, feeling a bit of a grudge about that. What but, was that? Uh, I, way back, we 
like I wanted a Taylor Swift song to finish an episode and you played like some weird YouTube like, oh, yeah. cover version of it. I was well, like, it's not my fault that she takes everything off everything <laughs> and you can't <laughs> get anything, anything of hers version. anywhere. But anyway, I'm thinking that. I'm thinking like Robin. I'm thinking that kind of stuff. Basically, uh, do you remember the band Veronica Falls? From uh, way back around 2011, they were kind of this great little indie band. I feel like I know the name. But... Out of kind of South London. Um, quite dark, quite kind of guitar driven. Um, had a song called Beachy Head. They had a song called Found Love in a Graveyard. I feel like those two song titles kind of give you a bit of a hint. Beachy Head might not mean anything to some uh, people yeah so to a lot of people it probably won't uh international listeners beachy head is a it's a big cliff which is just down the road from us actually in brighton yeah. um and i think it's widely known as i don't know if it still is but basically the biggest suicide hotspot in england people yeah. like to go there and jump off um and the chorus was something like beachy head better off dead they saw the waves they saw the waves seen quadrophenia i think it's that isn't it yeah 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 exactly um so quite a dark kind of band but although the music wasn't that dark but anyway um the vocalist and guitarist of that band there was well two vocalists and guitarists but one of them was called uh roxanne clifford who has gone on to do solo stuff under the pseudonym patience and her third single came out a few weeks ago and it's called white of an eye um and it could not be further removed from Veronica Falls, but I'm just really, really into it. I find myself listening to it all the time. And by all the time, I genuinely mean, I reckon, I reckon five to ten times a day. Like, okay. You know, you know those songs you get at certain moments where it's like every time you pull out your phone, you don't really know what to put on. You just put that on again. Yeah. And then it's been like five minutes and it's like, I'll just put that on again. It's really good. Um, it's, yeah, this kind of brilliantly synthy 80s pop track, uh, which it just feels really summery to me uh, and bright and happy and optimistic and kind of sun-drenched and quite romantic. And um, I don't really know, I don't really know what more to say about it or why I felt like it was kind of this summery tune. But for me, it just kind of is. And I would like to play it and I would like to hear what you, Harry, have to say about it. Because it's one of those that I've, uh, the last few weeks for our musical highlights, it hasn't quite made the cut, but not because I didn't want to play on the podcast. I've been desperate to, but it's just never really felt like the right moment to do it. But now it is, because it's the end of term and we're all going to go mad. And we've got ties tied around our heads. and Connect Four, let's play Connect Four. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. And listen to Patience with White of an Eye. I haven't seen it in a while. The light that comes from a smile that was patience with white of an eye and while we were listening to harry uh, you completely contradicted what i said at the beginning because you think that is very much like everything i play on this podcast I, whoa, 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 i didn't say everything <laughs> yeah but i said this doesn't seem too far from something you would play on the podcast uh, but that might just be because um it just seems very you just if you when you well say if you show me that 
like you've just shown me that, I just think, yeah, I can see you jam into this. Yeah. Just seems very you. It is quite me. But more poppy. It's it's definitely more poppy than my normal stuff. Yeah, especially the the kind of the opening verses and yeah. stuff, like that's a little bit more down there. And then as it kind of gets into a chorus and it has those guitar-y elements, those drumsy elements, then I think, oh, then we're getting a bit more there. So, yeah, yeah. it kind of takes from a few different elements. Yeah, but I love it. That was Patience with Vitamin I. Harry, two. on to number two. Do the two. Right, so this was... I'm looking at this thing, just trying to decide from these two tracks, and it's really difficult. Uh, Tim... I can't pick, so will you please pick left or right? Uh, I've assigned a song to both. I will go down the middle. That will not help me. (laughs) I'll go left. Left, okay. So, interestingly, you have now stopped me from playing Calvin Harris's Slide, um, which is interesting. I think that's probably a good thing. Yeah. Well, it depends what the other one is. <laughs> um, well, actually, I was just going to tell you, um, I've been told that Calvin Harris's album this year is really good. And I think within the two weeks that we're off, without looking at who is on the album in terms of uh, features, let's both listen to it. Yes. And when we come back, talk. we don't have to talk on mic about it, but let's see what we think about it. Because I've completely left it alone apart from a few songs. Okay. And I've liked Calvin Harris in the past. But no, the left song, the one you've gone for, is I Spy by Kyle, featuring Lil Yachty. <laughs> Lil Yachty. Lil <laughs> Yachty. Lil Boat, as I think some call him. Um, Yachty. I think so, yeah. I've seen that. Yachty. Yeah, I've seen that too, and I don't know how to say it, but... I don't like him. But without the Y, <laughs> it's Yacht. I mean, it's Yacht, yeah. Yachty. But Yachty um, that's sounds why like, people so, call him sounds like um, a blonde girl with a bob in Made in Chelsea, doesn't it? Oh, Yachty. <laughs> yeah, right. Yachty stole my boyfriend. <laughs> um, yeah. It seems weird that I've gone for this saying I don't like him, but he's only a feature on it. Is he the one with the red hair with like the beads on the end? Yes, I yeah. think so. Yeah. But we had it as a we had this song as a reference a few months ago, and I remember listening to it, and haven't really been able to stop listening to it since. Really? Like every now and then, I'll just pop it on, and I'll kind of boogie to it. It was on the playlist for Wave. Is, um, it, is it like? And I know neither of us particularly like that term, but like a bit of a guilty pleasure, as in like. Um, yeah, yeah, I go with that because like. Uh, in sort of a vaguely similar, I don't know what this song is, but in a vaguely similar ballpark, like I really like uh, Ray Strayman still, but yeah, like if I'm walking down the street listening to it, I'm a little bit like, if anyone else um, really listened to this, they would think I was a little bit weird. Yeah, and I put on um, Migos the other day yeah. at work, and about a couple minutes in, I was just like, just. Uh, on my own, I'd be enjoying this, yeah. but I know people are judging me. Yeah, I listened. To, <laughs> I listened again to the Migos album the other day, and I noticed. Uh, I don't know how I'd missed it before, but I like after literally every single line on that album, someone goes like, "Yeah," 
Boji. Yeah. Yep. Like every single line on every single song. And after like. And there's three of them, they got to be making noises. After seven songs, I was just like, oh my God, stop <laughs> doing it to everyone. Boji. Yeah. Boji. Was it Bad and Boji? That is an absolutely great song. It's an unbelievable song. But like, once you listen to the whole album back to back, you're like, you really could just not do that. Tommy. Um, so yeah, I really love this song. The video for it is really, uh, again, I love it. There are, it, it's both fun and also it looks like you're watching a video from back in 2006 in terms of they're on a beach and there's lots of scan, scantily clad, scantily clad women. Yeah. Scantily clad, right? Beneath, beneath the clear night sky. What? <laughs> this is a Nazi monkey zoo, isn't it? Oh! Scantily clad beneath a clear night sky. I thought that she was another... up in the winter, no. I thought you were saying that was another term for it. Beneath a <laughs> clear night sky. Look at her, she's a bit beneath a clear light sky. Um, light sky. Sorry. Anyway, um, and it makes you think, ah, uh, are they still making videos like these? But they're like, they're like children with the heads of the rappers, Kyle, yeah. etc., and it's just kind of like funny and just a bit humorous. Yeah. Uh, I've gone from funny to just humorous. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's just kind of bright and colorful and it just, I don't know, it's, it's it does feel more guilty pleasure than in times when I've said, you know, you shouldn't have any guilty pleasure, blah, blah, blah. But it does feel like, I feel like I should be not enjoying this because of some of the things it's going for. But it's just kind of like fun and the just the little so when you'll hear it it's this kind of piano and it's just nice and it's like a kind of nursery rhymey i don't know it's just weird it's cool i like it and i'm just this is a chance for me to play it because i don't really know when i could at any other time so i'm just gonna play it and i hope you enjoy it so it's ice by by Kyle and Lil Boat. Uh, yeah. Lovely. I ain't been getting high. Well, maybe a little, baby. I don't wanna lie. I know when you text me, girl, I don't always reply. Well, you're not an angel either. You can't even fly. I notice you think that you know shit. All this shade that's coming at me, I wonder who throws it. They can't see the vision, boy. They must be out of focus. That's a real hot album, homie. I wonder who wrote it. Oh shit. Oh, take pray them niggas go away. Oh, we sell the clowns around. It look like. Cannot deny that as an absolute banger. Uh, yeah, Tim. It's incredibly catchy, isn't it? I mean, it's very catchy. I, I know exactly what you mean. It is kind of the perfect uh, guilty pleasure, but uh, it brings me pleasure, for sure. Um, it does. Yeah. I spy a bloody good song. Uh, Tim, give us your second pick. So I'm going a bit further back this time to a band that I think we're both fans of and probably mm. haven't uh, shouted out enough on the podcast um, I'm not I'm not I'm not quite sure whether they are uh, from Brighton or just became Brighton based but I certainly think of them as it's all the Maccabees this time for once but I certainly think of them as a band with uh, close ties to Brighton it's the Go Team um, okay 
who way back in about I think like 2005 brought out Thunder Lightning Strike was just this album that I was obsessed with it had this kind of really uh, retro feel with kind of the slightly uh, shouted but sort of found footage uh, vocals Um, very American very kind of uh, stylized and I don't really know where to place them there's kind of been no one like them since really um but just this absolutely brilliant band i remember seeing them at concord once and there was just thousands of them on stage um but so so good and so much fun and from that particular album uh, thunder lightning strike that i just spoke about um there's a song called huddle formation which always for me i never really know why but it just conjures up uh images of the summer to me and like you know, like when you watch those films about like uh, these seminal summers in your teenage years, where the days went on forever and you spend them all with your friends. Summer all six. Yeah, and they're like, um, you know, formative summers or whatever it is. Basically, I feel like this conjures up images of summers that I didn't actually really have. Like most of my summers were a bit bland and British and suburban, but like it makes me imagine that I spent them, you know, swimming in the lake and climbing trees and. <laughs> Camping out and whatever it is, like there's just something about it that's so Making emotive. S'mores. <laughs> yeah, what even is a s'more? I eat a s'more, but I don't know what a s'more is. Do you know? Have you never had a s'more? I don't know what a s'more is. What's a s'more? A s'more is like a. Is it too? I'm is just gonna stop offending Americans waffles? now. A marshmallow and two waffles. <laughs> like wafer waffles. The, the weird thing is, as I went into telling you what it was, I'm not really sure, but I think like an English s'more would be like. Probably a marshmallow, like, I was going to say grilled, uh, a, like, melted marshmallow between, like, two digestives, maybe, or, like, yeah, chocolate so biscuits sort or something. Of, I can see you sort of voice like maybe that. Maybe a s'more can be many different things. Swarming? Where does that come from? Because it's, it's s'moreish. <laughs> Stupid word, American. And you want s'more of it. No, I don't want s'more of it. Um, <laughs> you would love it. But, like, the closest I ever came... Can you have marshmallows? I don't know. Is there milk? (laughs) What even is a marshmallow? We we maybe never (laughs) divulged on the podcast before that I'm lactose intolerant. No. That's interesting. Uh, But what is a marshmallow? I don't know. Is it a cloud? It's literally... It's like puffed sugar. Just cotton wool. I think it's basically just sugar. I can't imagine there's milk. It's like candy floss, which is the weirdest thing ever. It's like, what even is it? Yeah. It's just pink dust. Just like this weird big bowl, and they just put a stick around it. Yeah, and, and then, then it just collects. Comes out. It's like, where? <laughs> yeah, a magician. What is this magic? <laughs> you should be in Hogwarts. Yeah, I know. And then someone put it on the president's head. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, back to the point. The closest to any of these kind of summers that I ever had was once uh, me... Uh, Dan Price, who you know, and like a few of our friends, not Jack, Jack was too sensible. We like went and, I don't know why our parents really let us do this. I think we're in like year eight or nine, so what, 12, 13. Mm. We like went and camped on the downs. Yeah, I was never allowed to do that. Um, And then... It's dangerous. It was dangerous anyway. Just the fact that we were small children in a tent. Um, and yeah. then, But then like a load of year 11s like turned up and like camped very near us. And I don't know how they weren't just sick of us, but they kind of entertained our presence. Um, but they gave us like one beer between us and like gave us like some sausages from their barbecue. 
Really? That sounds really nice. Yeah, but then I got food poisoning from one of the sausages. So I spent the whole night, like, with, like, these year 11s. Like, oh, you're right, mate. Like, everyone else is having a lovely time. Just, like, joining in with the older boys, having, like, acting cool. And I'm just there in the corner, like... Were you shitting as well? No, I wasn't shitting, thank God. But I was doing a sick. Um, oh, man. Yeah, so I really missed out on an opportunity to be cool. Um, so that It's funny is... that the year 11 saw a load of 12-year-olds and were like, let's... Uh... Be friendly. Questionable intentions, I'm going to say. Trying to get you all sick. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, um, what I mean is this kind of romantic idea of a summer holiday that I feel like this song conjures up. I never really had it, but music like this kind of gives it to you anyway. Movies and stuff do that for you as well. I always think of like, have you seen the film Stand By Me? Of course. It's one of my favourite films ever. But that does it for me as well. Like, I almost... Or even though like we never went off and tried to find a dead body, I almost feel like that was <laughs> that summer of my childhood. Yeah, I mean, we went. Do you remember when we did that? It's like no. I mean, but, we definitely went on bikes and went somewhere that was a bit yeah. far away. Yeah, but it conjures up all those images to the point where it's become part of my life. Is what I'm trying to say. So the song I want to play is the Go Team. A man without armor in a savage land. No, it's not that. It's called Huddle Formation. <laughs> and it's really great. So let's have a listen to it. I'm just sad that this episode is rocketing on so quickly. You don't have to be sarcastic. I just can't believe that you. I wasn't being sarcastic. (laughs) I was doing a funny Tim. It was going to be really fun. People were about to laugh so hard, and then you took it away from them. I can only apologise, everyone. Sorry, people. I'll repay you with a joke later. (laughs) I'll repay you with something actually funny. Uh, right, so my third and sadly final pick is one that's uh, only been uh, reintroduced to me very recently. Uh, and it's something I feel like I heard ages ago and really liked it. And then you told me and it was new to me and it was new new to you at the, at the time um, that this song was sampled by Kanye. Mm. And I remember you telling me and I've listened to it a few times since then. And then recently, this week, we had it as a reference at work. And I've just been listening to it again. Uh, the song uh, is Avril 14th by Aphex Twin. Yes. And sampled by Kanye. On the blame game. On the blame game. And I I came to it the wrong way around. Most most of these kind of songs, you know the original. Or you're, meant, you're kind of meant to know the original. And yeah. then you kind of hear it sampled. Whereas I obviously knew the Kanye version and then uh, heard the FX Twin version and just couldn't believe. Were you like, hang on a minute? At first I was like, hang on a minute and then just emotion swept over me. Yeah, because I remember you telling me at the time you were quite, um, I don't think you were even capable of answering me at the time because you were just in a bit of a a state. 
I find it like one of the most moving pieces of music I've ever heard in my entire life. And yeah, which is why I'm going for it. Great, I'm gonna cry into the summer holidays. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I guess the reason. Like, this isn't one of these summer reasons, or the reasons that I'm picking this. It's definitely nothing to do with summer. But, I mean, for me, it's uh, one of these songs I can play in many different situations. If I'm at home, just kind of chilling, then I can play it. It's something that I would like to hear whilst driving, or being driven, or something for a sunset, for a sunrise, for a, a moon time (laughs) (laughs) also known as night (laughs) (laughs) like a a late barbecue and everyone's kind of winding down like it's just something that fits into many different kind of occasions and um it's it's just it's really stunning yeah it's one of just the best songs to listen to I don't know. I don't know. Even know what it is about. It, it's just. It is the emo. The emotion. It's. It's just such an emotive piece. It. It brings so many things. It is sad, and it's also. It has. It's. You know. It's. These major chords and stuff. It has a. Positivity around it as well. It's like taking. It's like being um, reminded, of a, a time in your life that was really good and yet you're sad that it doesn't exist anymore it's like having all these different emotions encapsulated into one song yeah and i i do feel that about it like um you know for me like it uh, is a decisively sad song but i, I what you're talking really? about it being kind of reflective um is absolutely the quality it has and i think um had i heard it before I'd heard the Kanye song, I might have uh, connected some of those also positive memories to it. Whereas for me, because uh, The Blame Game is a kind of breakup song and a really kind of tragic song about, um, you know, literally the moment that a relationship, it hasn't, you haven't actually broken up yet, it's the moment that it's falling apart and you're just kind of throwing daggers at each other. Like, um, all those kind of uh, really emotive and reflective vibes that come out of the original track for me, then get connected to kind of sad moments in your life. So for me, it will eternally be a sad song for me and one that kind of moves me to tears. But it's certainly a sentimental yeah, piece. Yeah, but what an unbelievably beautiful piece of music and an incredible yeah. thing that it's amazing. This is episode number 70 and we never played it. It's frankly ridiculous because yeah. um, there's very few pieces of music in the world that touches me the way this does. Yeah, me too. Avril 14th by Apex Twin. So we've just taken a minute to compose ourselves after that. Um, Tim, if you can wipe the tears, can you please... You actually wiped your face there. <laughs> it was my nose there. Okay. Wipe the tears from your nose. <laughs> um, can you give us your third pick? 
Uh, so my third and final pick is yet another song that I've been meaning to play for ages and have never really got round to. It is Gorky's Psychotic Monkey. Uh, and it comes with a big shout out to my little sister, former guest Lizzie. Uh, at the time of recording, it is her birthday tomorrow. She turns 20. Love you, Lizzie. Can't wait to celebrate with you in the morning. But the band are Gorky's Psychotic Monkey. Uh, they come straight out of Carmarthen, Wales in 1991 and continued to be a band until 2006. But really, I think they're one of these bands that went on for a long time but are really defined by one particular song. Mm-hmm. And that song is called Patio Song, um, which I can tell from the blank expression on your face that you've got no idea what's going on at this stage. In general life or...? I mean, at all of the above, really. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but particularly this song, uh, I can see. You don't know what I'm about to play, but I'm fairly sure you'll know it. Um, it was a real favourite of John Peel's. Um, he used to play it a lot. Uh, that's not why I'm picking it. The reason I'm picking it is because I think it's um, it hits on a lot of the things that we all hope some will be. Um, so just at the very, very beginning... Um, it kind of the first two lines are just what we all hope our summer holidays are going to be you're going to have a nice little break yeah I'm going to have a nice little break and the first two lines are well isn't it a lovely day oh I'm feeling all brand new like it's just about being recharged and being happy to be alive again instead of just um, slaving around um, <laughs> as they say um, words are wisdom from liars uh, <laughs> just like following your silly bosses um, uh, but it goes into this kind of what I see as a kind of tale of um, summer romance because really that's what I would like for my summer I would like a little romantic tale um, and the chorus is if you really want to kiss her then go right up and tell her like it's all about that kind of lovely oh I know this yeah exactly you definitely know the song 100% you know the song you just don't know that you know the song um, I know the lyric well maybe we'll play it and then we'll come back to it then okay so that we can refresh your memory here it is this is Gorky's Psychotic Monkey with Patio Song well isn't it a Gorky Psychotic Monkey with Patio Song and that is the last song of our <laughs> summer term yeah how does it feel we've made it to the end bring on year we have come a long 19. long way together through the hard times and, and the, the good. good specifically the hard times being last week the good being back to this week yeah um, we're but back I do have to celebrate you Harry and you have to praise me like you should <laughs> anyway <laughs> what have you gone on to I don't know. it just felt right you rolled with it I rolled with it I had to roll with it 
I had to take my time. Shut up. <laughs> I had to say what I said. Shut up. Just shut up. Shut up. <laughs> shut it up. Not a second Black Eyed Peas songs this week, Harry. <laughs> anyway, as we really were meant to on this particular episode, we've got to the very end. It's five to three. Our mums are waiting outside the gate to come pick us up. Uh, no, they're not actually. <laughs> But uh, school is nearly out. Summer is nearly here. Um, as we said earlier, rest assured, listeners, we will be back for the next two weeks, but not with normal episodes. It's going to be something a bit different. But hopefully you're going to really enjoy it. It's going to be maybe better than what we normally do. <laughs> yeah, Let's we'll talk. See. We'll see how it goes. One of the um, few... We'll let you guys into something. One of the few genuine pieces of face-to-face feedback we've ever received... Uh, we get like all kind of stuffs online, but face to face, one of the best slash worst pieces of feedback we ever heard was they talk too much. I think the the best I had was somebody saying, oh, "I love that you only play thirty seconds of music and still talk." Yeah, yeah. So we've had both 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 sides. Yeah, <laughs> and I pulled because I had a podcast last week. So how do you like the levels? <laughs> <laughs> I did in a way. <laughs> it's all coming up, Tim and Harry. Uh, <laughs> we're going to head off into the summer sun and have a lovely old time. And we really hope you do too. We love you guys so much. You've stuck with us through a hell of a lot this year. Um, and you deserve a break as much as we do. Uh, we love you so much for tuning in every single week. I've been Tim. I have been Harry. This has been Tracks, episode number 70. And we hope you have a lovely summer, 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 summer time. See you in September. Bye. <laughs> Here it is, a groove slightly transformed. Just a bit of a break from the norm. Just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control. It's cool to dance, but what about a groove that soothes and moves romance? Give me a soft, subtle mix. And if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it. And think of the summers of the past Adjust the bass and let the alpine blast Pop in my CD and let me run around And put your car on cruise and lay back Cause it's summertime And checking out the fellas to tell them who's best Riding around in your Jeep or your Benzos Or in your Nissan sitting on Lorenzo's Back in Philly we be out in the park A place called the Plateau is where everybody goes